welcome to Curly Girlies Cracking the Kid Code. I'm Grace Cross, the owner of The Baby Spot, which is the world's only global parenting magazine, and you could find us at thebabyspot.ca. Now, over my life, I get to interview a lot of incredible people, but today I get to interview my favorite incredible person, my co-host, Atara Tversky at Curly Girly. Atara's wisdom, passion, and commitment to everything she does makes her the friend that you all want to have. But now we get to put our favorite curly girly mommy on the hot seat and ask her some questions about herself. So let's get to know the woman behind the movement and the best-selling books. But first, as you may know, Atara is the founder of the Curly Girly Movement, the author of the Curly Girly book series, and the next book in the Curly Girly uh, book series, Curly Girly's Got Talent, is available now in schools, libraries, and stores nationwide, and of course on Amazon, where her series is a bestseller. Atara, before we get uh, done asking you these tough questions. Tell us a bit about your Curly Girly book series. I know the first book, Curly Girly, was inspired by your young daughter. Is the next one, Curly Girly's Got Talent, also inspired by little Ari? Grace, thank you so much for this great introduction, oh, first of so all. <laughs> and this opportunity to uh, talk to our audience in this um, non-traditional way that uh, we haven't yet done. So I'm excited. Um, yeah, so as I think our audience by now knows, if they've been listening to us at all, yes. uh, <laughs> the Curly Girly book series was inspired by my young daughter, who has a head of curly hair, um, in an effort to ensure that she loves her hair and, by extension, all of her unique features. And Curly Girly's Got Talent, um, I would say is inspired by my children um, and the different things that go on in, in bringing children up. So I guess you could say that it's loosely um, tells their story, but not exactly. So really, I wanted to have a, a universal story in Curly Girlie's Got Talent. And I, I think that a lot of children feel that unless they have a traditional talent of singing or dancing or drawing, that maybe they don't really have a talent. Right. Right. And I wanted to bring that to the forefront and to make children understand um, and feel really viscerally that that is not true. And from there, Curly Girlies Got Talent was born. And we enter the world, without giving the story away, we enter into the world of STEM. STEM, um, really? Yeah, yeah, which is really... Um, an important topic, I think, for girls and children today. Um, girls in STEM is really something that I support and that I think um, girls really need to have a voice in those fields. Um, so, um, you know, it's the science, it's, it's an acronym for the science, technology, engineering, um, and, engineering math. And, and math, right? So that's the story of uh, Curly Girlie's Got Talent revolves somewhere around that of, of curly girly feeling that she doesn't have a traditional talent and then finding her path in a non-traditional way that becomes just wonderful for her and I hope it will inspire all um, girls and children so that's my goal <laughs> I love that and we find that girls are slowly coming into stem based jobs and uh, taking stem based um, degrees in university so this is very exciting and as you always say Atara you say let's teach them when they're young to yes. love themselves why not do that on an intellectual basis by focusing in them on stem and why not do that with a very lovable and fun book 
Yes, thank you. Well, I think the whole idea behind the Curly Girly movement and the book series was that, you know, children, they they don't learn by you pounding them over the head, right? Right. It has to be like a natural, fun experience. And what better way than through a character that is lovable and feisty and determined that children can really relate to. And so that's um, what who Curly Girly really is. And I'm, I'm really happy to see that children of all hair textures and, and both genders are really loving her and excited um, to see the, the next book in the series. So that's been so wonderful for me and, and for my children to see um, the creation of this character and this, and this movement. Well, this is so exciting and we're so excited about your debut and we'll have all the links to your book in our show notes today. Well, thank so, you. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. <laughs> so this is something that we get asked a lot and I think it's time to put you on the hot seat and have it answered right here on our podcast today. Right, so <laughs> main character of both books, all of the books that will be in this series is Curly Girly, she doesn't have a more traditional name. The main character's name Curly Girly. So why did you choose the name Curly Girly as the name of your character in the book series? So um, that's a great question. And you know, um, I was actually reading the book to um, my daughter and uh, I think two of her friends over yes. the weekend. And one of them actually piped up with just that question. She said, <laughs> um, hey, Atara, I have a question. Does Curly Girly have an actual name? And I said, this is her name. And the reason for that is because I want all Curly Girlies to identify and be able to fill in the blank. I am right. blank curly girly. I am this child. And it's everybody. Wherever you are, if you're a curly girly, this is you. So this is her name. She doesn't need more than that. And it makes her easily, um, you're easily able to identify with her, I hope. <laughs> Oh, that's wonderful. And you know what? That's why we find Curly Girly fans can be as young as a little toddler and um, be right up to a mature woman's age. And we see all sorts of fans, all ages, yeah. from all different countries all over the world, just falling in love with this sweet uh, little uh, character. So now we got to say... Um, with a curly girly before we get to you you know i've been such a big i like to consider myself a bit of a curly girly recruiter every time one of my <laughs> that's friends, what i love about you <laughs> <laughs> well it's just you know there's so many curly hair girls out there that don't know that their value uh with their hair it can, they should just keep it the way it is. It's okay mm -hmm. to keep it the way it is. They want to. Exactly. But society sometimes tells them, hey, you know, straighten your hair. There's a lot of pressure. So when I see, especially a younger curly girly, but they're moms too, I say, hey, do you know about this book? And it gets me thinking over the years of being a curly girly recruiter, <laughs> self-imposed. Um, I wonder, like, it should be an animated TV series. So I'm going to put you on the spot again. Is, <laughs> is there going to be an animated TV series? Because I do believe this character needs to be a household name. Well, thank you, Grace. Um, I actually, that is, you know, in the works. I do okay. believe that it, that this the character definitely lends itself to an animated series. I always had it in mind when I created the character and the book series um, to segue into um, the global animation world, right. so that it, so that Curly Girly could really be everywhere. And I I get emails from around the world. Um, Places that I wouldn't even have necessarily thought, right. um, like China, right? It doesn't yes. strike you as a population of curly-haired um, children or women, but in fact, they like the the character. She's just a determined, feisty character, so she's just likable across the board. So, 
I hope we'll get there. Yeah, I, I really hope that it will be able to become a series, an animated series. Well, I am super excited, Atar, and I know that you'll tell our audience about every um, main milestone that you hit because you've already hit so many. And, you know, you have a fan base, so they want to know what's happening next. So I am very excited for what's coming next. But of course, your book is debuting Curly Girly's Got Talent and it's available everywhere. And of course, again, it will be in our show notes. So now what if I put you on the spot for a bit? We ask some questions to get to know the mommy behind the movement. How about that? All right. Let us do it. <laughs> so let's say that you're on an island for a week and you're by yourself. You do have food, you have water, you have shelter. What would be the fourth thing that would make this stay comfortable, maybe even perfect? Ah, okay. So I'm I'm not going to say a book <laughs> because I think that's what um, just everyone expects. That's Although right. I would like to have a book, but um, maybe I'm going to say like a hammock that I could swing on. Oh, that that's would, nice. Right? That's nice. <laughs> that would make it somewhat more enjoyable than just lying on the ground. So yeah, I'm going to go with that. <laughs> I totally understand that. And now that we're talking about traveling, so tell me, it, like just ideally, if money's not an issue, if travel time is not an issue, what is your top travel destination for you and your family? Ah, okay. So, you know, I have been obsessed with going on an African safari for as long as I can remember. (laughs) And what part of Africa inspires you the most? You know, it's just the whole idea, really, for me, of seeing animals in the wild is just something that is, like, really exciting for me. Um, So, you know, I I know there's, like, a couple of stories of people getting, you know, mauled or injured by, you know, like, (laughs) getting out of the safari. And I could could actually see myself, like, saying, oh, just one second. I just want to go out for one moment. So so maybe I'll leave the kids home and I won't do that. (laughs) That's it. So that is an Atara trip. (laughs) Yeah, where I I try to keep myself in the safari. But, yeah, I, I would just love to see the animals roaming in the wild. You know, whenever I go to the zoo, I get very excited. Oh, that's um, so nice. Which is interesting. Like, I don't consider myself such an animal person. You know, I don't have a lot. Of, I don't have any pets in my home. Right. Um, but for some reason, like, the thought of going on an African safari is really exciting for me. So. And what would be the the animal you wanted to see? Ah, uh, I think a lion. Lion? Oh, yeah. very majestic. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just, I'd love to see that. You well, know how so, they move. Yeah, yeah. That is so beautiful. And I think uh, Tara South Africa is calling. <laughs> so, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> well, you know, maybe we'll go together. Oh, I'm always up for a trip. I know you are. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love my travel. That's probably why we started with those questions. <laughs> yes. So, Atari, you're big on signs. So tell oh, me, yes. what's your sign? Oh, so I'm an August person. I'm a Leo. Oh, uh-huh. Leo. So, that's so much fun. And so tell our audience who might not know about a lot about signs what a Leo entails. Ah, uh, so, you know, it's funny. I'm not, like, overly superstitious or anything like that. Okay. But ever since I've been a, a child, I've been fascinated by, like, what month you're born in. And I don't think it's, like, hardcore, 100% accurate. Obviously, there are lots of different people born in the same month who have zero uh, things in common. Right, right, Uh, right. right. But I do sometimes, like, I'll meet people and I'll be like, hey, you were born in January, weren't you? Oh, wow. Or you're you're a fire sign or you're born in August. So um, August people, Leos are very uh, strong 
and usually social and gregarious and um, they're some, somewhat like leaders. They're actually, it's interesting that you asked me about the safari, right? Because yes. <laughs> Leos are lions. Oh, so, oh, isn't that? I, I actually haven't made that connection. That that uh, my fascination could be connected to the month that I'm born, but maybe it is. Who knows? Oh, very interesting. <laughs> well, that trip better be bumped to the top of your list then. <laughs> that is incredible, and um, you know, a lot of people do uh, believe in signs, so it's always interesting to hear who is who. So yes. now, a lot of our listeners are also parents. Yes. So what advice would you give to them uh, when you became a first-time mother? What advice would you have given uh, yourself? Okay. So this is interesting. I think, you know, I love this. You're going to, I'm, I'm going to be repetitive <laughs> to anyone who's been listening to us, no. but I'm going to say it again. Don't let perfect get in the way of good. Yes. I, I just, I think that in life, that's just an important thing to remember. And as a parent, it's just, there's so much that we want for our children, right? We want so much perfection. Yes. We want but everything to go exactly the way we believe it should. And, you know, that perfect holds us back and it holds our children back. And we have to really open our minds and our hearts to things that we didn't expect and let things just evolve more slowly, more naturally without trying to, to navigate them to perfection because we, we can't. It doesn't work. It doesn't work, and it can make you. Um, it can make you uh, just kind of go crazy yes. trying to just get these unrealistic expectations. Yes. And what I love about the world is sometimes it surprises us in a good and way, right? In not a really right. good way. Right. It's like it's not perfect, but this is this is more right. Yes. You know, sometimes yes. you find a new way. So I completely agree with your very sound advice for new parents. And <laughs> it's something that they'll have to repeat over and over again yes. throughout their parenthood. Yeah, um, we were always repeating it, right? You and I repeat it to each other, to ourselves. Yes. Because, right? Like just... Yeah, I think absolutely. That's true. It's so true. And so, if you feel comfortable answering, describe pregnant Atara in three words. Oh, oh my goodness. Uh, bigger, yeah. <laughs> much slower. I think, you know, like I'm a pretty fast person. I, yes. I was like, <laughs> yes, you're so I, I was fast. just much slower and I was more tired. So. <laughs> That is wonderful. Did you give yourself the opportunity to rest because you have such a very busy and high-profile career? Did you give yourself that uh, time so to rest? So I think with the first one, mm -hmm. um, it's easier, right? And with the second and third, <laughs> like that just goes out the window. <laughs> so no. <laughs> yeah, no. That's right. You just got to keep going sometimes. Yeah. And that's it. That is. Uh... Yeah. I remember a friend of mine once said to me when I had only one, one child. Yes. She said to me, like, there's no such thing as like having the flu or getting sick because you always have to be mommy. And uh, I was yes. like, what? Really? But it's really true, right? <laughs> it really is. You can't escape and, and just say, okay, right. I'm just going to take some time off. Right. For the next I'm just going to be in my bed for two days, kids. Just carry on without me. <laughs> that's it. Just grab whatever you need in the fridge. Yeah. Yeah, oh work. dear, <laughs> especially with little ones. Right, does not work. So with the hustle and bustle of being in a career and owning the Curly Girly movement and of course having a beautiful family, which is very busy, what makes you feel most at peace? Ah, okay. Well, I think at the end of the day when everyone's like sleeping nicely and you go look in on them and everything yes. just seems peaceful and calm and right. you can have a moment to reflect and really appreciate what you have because throughout the, the course of the day, you don't do that. 
Um, so right. I try to be mindful of the moments of just like looking and saying, look, everyone's here, everyone's healthy. We have different issues that we're overcoming, but we're gonna get through them. And so the calm at night is, is definitely something that brings peace. And you know, I meditate um, yes. to bring peace into my life, to bring calm into my life. I try to do that um, twice a day. I don't often get to the second one anymore. But right. I, I, I wake up after the, I put the kids on the, on the school bus. I, I just take literally 20 minutes, almost no matter what. And, and so I you're meditate. creating your calm yeah. for yes. that 20 minutes. For the whole, it sets the day. It sets the tone of the day. Oh, I love that. If yeah. any parent can get even five, 10 minutes away. Yes, it doesn't have to be 20. I mean, that, like there's different ways you can meditate. So the meditation that I'm following is just this 20 minutes. And you know, yes. I thought there, first of all, I thought there was no way that I could possibly sit still for that long because right. I'm not a person who sits. <laughs> You're right. um, and then I'm not a person who shuts my mind. Um, right. But the beauty of the meditation that I do is that it doesn't require you to shut your mind. So you can continue to have thoughts without trying to get them out of your head. Um, and just the, the idea of being able to sit and focus, I do find that it makes you more productive throughout the rest of the day. So you're, you think you're giving up these 20 precious minutes, but in actuality, you're probably gaining three times that throughout the course of the day. Okay. Now that is great advice for our parents, for our listeners, that even if you're making what a lot would consider a sacrifice of 20 minutes for themselves, you're right. saving yourself time. What you're saying, maybe even an hour of better productivity in whatever so. you're doing. I love this. Yeah. See, and calmness some... and calmness for your kids. Absolutely. Right? When you're calm, you're a beacon of calm, right? Yeah. For yeah. Others. And, then, and then the whole house is calm, right? When the mommy's calm, the yes. whole house, even when they're screaming and there's chaos and they're upset about this, that, or the other, if you can maintain your calm, they will follow. Ah, that's very good advice. That's actually another great piece oh. of parenting advice. <laughs> okay, let's be very clear. I do not always practice everything perfectly, right? Well, that's I, it. It, <laughs> it doesn't have to be It's a work in progress. Work in progress. <laughs> that's right. It doesn't have to be perfect, but it can be good, which yes. is the mantra. Yes. Yes. So on to something else. Now, I love languages, and I if people can speak another language in their life, it just opens up a whole I new world. It does, and it also is like you can just experience a whole new population to communicate, enjoy, and fall in love with. So if you could learn, if there was time, if you yes. could learn one language right now, what would it be? Uh, so I hope this doesn't sound too cliche, but I really do wish that I spoke French. French. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I'm I so know, excited. I know you speak French, so I'm very <laughs> jealous. You know, oh. I did take French in high school, but yes. sadly, I speak like maybe three words. Je m'appelle Atara. Look at you. <laughs> so, and then I'll have to say, even after college, yes. I went on this kick where I was going to be like, I'm going to become fluent in French. And oh. I took a course yes. at like 10 o'clock at night after work. Oh my gosh, Atara. Yeah, for, yeah it didn't last. It lasted for a semester. <laughs> <laughs> I am impressed though. 10, yeah. oh my word. But it didn't, it didn't. I, I'm just, I'm not one of these people who picks up languages quickly or easily. I think for me, like I can't just, you know, go to a class. I would need to be like immersed 
or speak with someone. So you and I should just start talking French now instead of English. <gasps> that sounds work. really good. <laughs> you know, here's the challenge with French. I think it's in the teaching. There is a lot of, um, there's a lot of uh, grammar and syntax that comes in where people are trying to teach that instead of how to have a conversation. And I believe that if we just started conversing in the language, slowly but surely, these uh, people who are learning different languages will ask those questions naturally. Like in right. French, in many of the love languages, there's a, a masculine and a feminine energy right, that comes right. into the language itself. Those questions would be asked if you start speaking in French. Why are we putting ease at the end of the Certain words. So right. I'm going to, in your defense, say you're probably good at languages. It might have just been the way you're taught, which is very common across the globe teaching another language. Ah, okay, we'll go with that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so there's hope for me to learn French one day. There's I'm certainly. Add it to my bucket list. <laughs> yes, yes. South African safari. <laughs> this is very therapeutic. <laughs> We're learning lots. Yeah. <laughs> so when I was um, younger, I saw a commercial and it was for the American military, I believe. It was really interesting it said if someone was writing your book mm -hmm. would anybody read it i think this was back in the oh, 90s wow. just to date like a myself. biography about you. that's right there's someone writing oh. an autobiography about would anyone read it and what they're saying is like just go for it so that really stood out to me this commercial from so many years ago um so i want you to imagine that your autobiography is about to be published oh. uh people want to read it what would be the title <laughs> you're very kind <laughs> <laughs> the title of your book and why would you choose the title that you've chosen oh this is like putting me on the spot that's what i do I know. <laughs> uh, so what would i i think i would call it forging forward oh okay i like yeah. that some alliteration there so why would you choose that or some or like don't give up something don't like that up, but maybe yes. forging forward um i think you know, in my life and, and what I try to teach my children is you always have to move to the next level. Yes. And, you know, there's so many failures along the way. Oh, there really are. And right? the majority of it is, right. isn't it? There's yeah. no success without failure. Yes. And, and that's not something people talk about it in, in very global, large terms, right? Like, of course, every um, success has failures, but the, but the day to day of it can be difficult, right? Um, and that's really what I want to um, give over is like, just keep moving forward, even when it seems not to be working out. Move to your next level, to your next plan. I have a very close friend. I think you know who it is. She's always <laughs> asking me, you know, she, she's always asking me, so, so what's next for me? Like, what do you think? Right. You know, whenever we talk, like, what, I'm like, you know what? I'm not really sure. Right. Like, I'm not a soothsayer. <laughs> 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 so I don't really know what's next for you. But I do know that if you feel um, that something is right, even if other people don't see it, and even if it's difficult, and even if you're getting doors slammed in your face, keep forging forward keep forging forward. yes just keep moving keep moving and you will get there and if you didn't get there you might get like we said somewhere else that you didn't anticipate getting to that's that you wouldn't have gotten to that 
place without having just kept moving forward. Right. And those dreams are applicable because they took you to this side dream you never knew existed. You never even imagined. Like sometimes the universe has bigger plans for you than you have even for yourself. Absolutely. You can't have it all planned out. That would be boring. So Gary, I love this. I think people would read your book. (laughs) 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 So to add to this bucket list we have going on, um, what would be the one hobby that you would love to take up if time was not an option at all? Mm. Okay. So I'm not the sportsiest of people, but two things that I, I love to do. I love to ride my bike. Okay, I like and that. And I would love to be like a like someone who could like really cycle like 40 miles, you know, compete in, in that arena. Oh, wow. I love to like feel the wind on your face and just to be free. So I love, I would love to do that more. Yes. Um, I cycle, you know, I'm in New York City, so it's it could be hard to cycle in the winter. So I'm yes. more of a summer cycler. Oh, I love um, that. <laughs> I would also love to do take up skiing more seriously. I ski now with the family with, you know, we have our, had our children on skis since they're like three years old. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, so I ski, you know, nice, comfortable blues. And I'm very good with that. I don't have a problem. Yes. Um, but I, I would like to be even more comfortable on, on the hills because on the slopes, because I think it's just, it's so beautiful. It's so magical to be there, like alone almost with the universe. Because think about it, like you're not really skiing with anyone but yourself. Like even if there are people around you, you're really by yourself. You're making choices on your own and that's going to affect your time going down the hill. But are you a downhill scare or cross country? Oh, downhill. Oh, nice, nice. See, <laughs> yeah, I do cross speed. country. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it's like a lot of work to me, Grace. Cross it country. is. It is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it is a lot. It works out everything. You know? Right. Yeah. No, I want to get down that mountain nicely, quickly. I love that. <laughs> now let's get on to some cuisine talk. What's your favorite guilty pleasure food? Oh, this is easy. Pizza. Ah, pizza. pizza. Well, you're yeah. in the right city to <laughs> enjoy, aren't you? Yeah, I love. I just love any kind of pizza. Now, do you like that European thin crust or do you like that thick crust, that nice thin fluffy crust. thin Definitely crust? Oh, thin. look at yes. you. Oh, that's wonderful. And but you... really, I'll take any pizza. So oh, so she, she doesn't discriminate, <laughs> no, everyone. I'm not discriminating. <laughs> now, are you a cook at home? Would you make pizza at home? Yes, we do. Actually, Thursday night is pizza making night. Oh, that's fun. Yes, I actually went on Amazon and I bought one of those cast iron huge 16-inch pizza trays. Oh, my gosh. Look at you. Yeah, it's actually so easy. And the kids think it's so fun. You can, you know, roll out the dough. I don't I don't make the dough. Let's not go crazy. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I actually tried once or twice. It didn't come out so It's good. very hard, yeah. <laughs> it's not so easy. So I just buy, you know, you know, whole wheat dough. We, we like the whole wheat. You could buy the regular. You roll it out. You put it on the tray. And then you, I bake it for about five minutes. Oh. Um, so that the crust is not done, but somewhat easier to work with. Yes. And then I put the topping, the sauce and topping, cheese and toppings. We're good to go. 15 minutes, all done. See, it's a quick meal, everyone, for families, which is really great. Maybe we'll yeah. get Atara to put a yummy recipe one day. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> or you should like My it. mother won't believe this. You're taking recipes for me. <laughs> <laughs> she'll, be, she'll be so proud. And, yeah, she will. And you should film it with Curly Girly herself. Are you doing do it? that. Oh, my God. She she loves the kitchen. <laughs> she does. See, that would be fun. Cooking with she Curly does. Girly. I'm going to copyright it. it. Yes, yeah, love that idea. It. Thank you. 
Thank you. We're going to do it. <laughs> so speaking about little Ari and childhood, when you were a child, what were some of your childhood dreams that actually became a reality? Ah, so it's interesting. You know, I always, um, you know, my first profession, my current profession still is I'm still an attorney. Yes. Um, but I always wanted to be on TV in some form. Yes. I wanted to be an actress first when I was little. I remember thinking like, oh, I could be an actress. Oh. Um, but I never did that. But I always wanted to be a broadcast journalist. Oh, I um, like and that. So, yeah, and somehow I got um, rerouted. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I like to say to becoming a lawyer. Um, but I think, you know, the movement that I have in this podcast is really fulfilling that dream of mine Isn't in that such something? a nice way. Yeah. Well, so when we were younger, yeah. how could mm-hmm. you predict, you know, a podcast right. at five? Right, exactly. So you no couldn't such predict thing. it. Right. No such thing at the time. It would have been okay, I'm getting on the radio, but television was what was just the popular thing. So yeah, yes. I'll be an actress, I'll act. But right. now um, I find there's just so many new um, ways to express yourself and, and to make careers out of. So it's neat that the podcast has become uh, a reality, something you couldn't predict at five. Because, Absolutely. But now, so but has existed. Yes. So you're a mommy. You're a mommy of three, three mm-hmm. kiddos, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> two girls and a boy. We love them. And yes. a lot of people say that going from two kids to three kids, that's the hardest tradition. Is Transition? It true? Transition tradition. <laughs> it's a tradition to have three children. Yeah. No, it's terrible. But like um, a transition, they say going from two kids to three kids, that's the hardest transition. Is it true? Hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. For me, I think one to two was harder than two to three. Really? Okay. I think I had my groove already. Well, what do you think? Was it hard to go from one to two for you? Uh, no. See, no. I'm thinking once we have, if we're lucky to have a third, I think I have two very good little girls. And yes, I think you that do. my third Your girls be, are so good. They're so well behaved. <laughs> I'm, I'm wishing you a lovely boy. <laughs> I, I can know, hardly yes. wait. <laughs> <laughs> You Life know? is not complete without at least one of those. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> my boy is awesome. He keeps me on my toes every second. I adore him. <laughs> so this is and this is it. And uh, there is a gap. But he does not sit in color. This is Th- the point. <laughs> That's right. They're active. They're fun. So it would be interesting to challenge, uh, to see that challenge uh, yes. for myself. But for you, one to two, it wasn't a big transition for me. Um, but I do have, uh, I'd like to just say, a bit of an age gap between the two of them. Right, right. So, That's true. Um, so that makes a difference. It does. Especially when your child's like very excited to be a bigger right. sibling. To help. She's a helper. She's such a helper. Yes, yeah, she's wonderful. Huge. Right. So what, uh, so you'd say one to two. So tell us yeah. why. I just think um, also maybe it was because I had the second one, my middle one is a boy, and I just think he he was just more active even from the get-go, from day one. See, and that's interesting. So I think it's all just relative. It depends how far apart your children are and, you know, also um, your experiences and what what you're about to experience and what you have on your plate. It really depends on all that background stuff, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So So it's different for everyone, I think. That is so interesting. And we have both um, uh, people who are child-free. We have parents-to-be and parents listening to us. So for all of those new parents and parents-to-be, if you could give one piece of advice to new parents, just to put them at ease, just to make them feel a little more comfortable and in their safe space, what advice would that be? Uh, Yeah, I think, you know, there's so many, like, different things that I'm constantly learning every single day. Yes. So I I guess I think, you know, like somebody once said to me, you know, the days are long and the years are short. 
Yeah. And I think that always sticks in my mind. So I think what it means is, you know, sometimes there's drudgery in parenting, right? Let's not deny. Truth, truthfully, there is. Like, right? there's some hard right. times. Right. There's some hard and repetitive, like we're reading the same book, you know, 15 times every night. Um, that's not always exciting for us. But I think that just keeping in mind, like, these are really great times with your children. And sometimes it's hard, but just to remember that the, you know, the days are long, but the years are short. You need to treasure every minute with them. They, and sometimes, so right? Sometimes when they're like getting on your nerves and they all want something at the same time and they're all talking and you're like, oh, <laughs> just like, I sometimes like stop myself. I'm like, okay, you know what? In 10 years, they're all going to be gone. So <laughs> I'm just going to like let them do whatever they like say whatever they like like be a part of this moment with them and if that means everyone's talking at the same time all right it's fine that's right this <laughs> is know, our it's moment fine, right it's fine that's so, so true I think that's it and we don't expect to go to the doctor's office and maybe get a diagnosis we don't want to hear for our children you know we don't expect that bad grade, so to speak, or them right. to get into a big fight with their best friend. You don't want to see them hurt, but it is about being in that moment. And I know as a parent, you're very much that person who lives in the moment with each of your beautiful children. I try. I know. It's work like that's I said, it. but I try. try. Trying is important. That's, that's really everything that we have to do, right? We can't, yes. we can't do it 100% of the time or even 90. That's like way beyond. If you do it 70% of the time, you're, you're like amazing. That's right. You just have to keep trying, which I right. think is a lot of your mantra and advice. And so as we know, and all of our listeners would know um, that you are in New York City. So the city of all cities. Um, so this might be an interesting question. City girl, or are you a country girl, and uh, why? No, I, I can answer this so quickly. I'm 100% a city girl. Okay, okay, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And why? I like the buzz. I like yeah. the, the busyness. I enjoy just the vibe of a big city. Right. You know, I travel a lot. Yes, um, yes. For both my jobs, and I meet people from all over the globe, all over the country. Yes. And what I love about it is that I always say at the end of the day, people are the same everywhere. We really all want the same things, no matter where you live, whether it's in the U.S. or out. Really, we want, you know, health, happiness, um, a, a nice home for ourselves, for our children. So it's really very universal. Um, but for me, I, I like the idea of being just surrounded by things and opportunities that I don't always even have to take, right? You know, like I walk down the street in Manhattan, I don't have to do everything that's available to me. I just like knowing that I can. That you can, it's it's, it's there. It's there. Yes, yeah. oh, yeah. very, very interesting. We'll have yeah. to get you, we'll have to look uh, at getting you in the country and see what you think, if you can get a full-on country experience as well and see how that can be. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be super fun. Yeah, I, I could probably do it for a week. <laughs> yeah, you, you would do great. You would do great. So let's talk about the people that you love that surround you. Three qualities that you love about the people ah. that you love. Oh, okay. So um, let me just, without naming them, yes. I, I love uh, somebody who's humble. Ah. That's like a big one for me. I love a quiet strength. Mm, that's very powerful. That's the most powerful person yeah. I find. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't feel that strength always needs to be in your face. No. Loud. No. Yeah. You can. You can be quietly strong. Yes. And and make your point. 
without being, you know, in somebody's face. So yes. I really appreciate that. And um, perseverance. <gasps> Never giving up. Yeah, yeah. Which is very much what you're about and the advice you're giving our listeners today. Yeah, I, I hope. Yeah, I think that's a, one of my big ones. When I think about, um, there are so many different things that you want to give to your children. Um, but I think to persevere is just really up there for me to keep going. To keep going. See, very powerful, very, very passionate, very, very powerful. And speaking about passion, what are the three things that you are very passionate about? Um, making some kind of mark in this world. Right. I, th I think that's important for people. You know, it's we all need to make a living. And so I don't discount that in any way. Right. You know, so in, in life, sometimes we don't even have the opportunity to um, even think about making a mark or finding our passion because we're so busy with the day to day. Right. But somewhere along that path of making a living, I think it's important to find what you love and to try to make a mark for other people. So helping others and making yeah. that mark, really making a difference yeah. for somebody else. Yeah. And, and, and the next for me is, is to, to be kind. Mm -hmm. I think being kind to other people, which I think is different than being nice. I <laughs> Yes, we've I had this right? discussion about nice right? and kind. And what, kind. Yes. Nice is uh, being, uh, you know, the original uh, definition of nice seems to be misconstrued with people now where nice is becoming uh, cordial. I have to put right, up with you. Right, right. You know, so I'll smile. Uh, I'll, be, I'll right. smile at you. Yeah. But kind. kind is from your heart, right? Right. It's really coming from your heart. And it's really about just um, genuinity, I think, as well. Yes. yes. Yeah. I yes. see that. But what would be the third thing that you are um, very passionate about? Inclusiveness, to just include others. Yes. In, in things, whether it's your community, at school, your children with their friends. It's a, it's a struggle sometimes, right? Your child comes home this one wasn't nice to me, that one wasn't nice to me, who do I play with? And it's sometimes a struggle to say, be inclusive, because your reaction is, well, I guess that child isn't nice to you, so you can't be, you can't be friends with them. And that is sometimes the right response, but um, I think maybe the first line of action should, should be, mm, how can we include? And sometimes that remedies um, when people are not including you or being nice to you. Sometimes, not always. Right, but it does help. It does keep um, a positive mantra as you go through this uh, complicated yes. thing we call life, right? <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and you're always giving back. It goes back to your first two passions about, you know, being um, just very kind. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's very, very important. Now, I'm very big about people um, having confidence in themselves and trying to build that. Um, in a world where we feel uh, very powerless at times. So what is one thing that you love about yourself? Ah, oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> okay, uh, you're really putting me on the spot. Um, it is. Well, I'm going to go just with the title of my autobiography, Forging Forward. <laughs> you always which... I, I try not to give up. I try not to give up. That's right. So you never, no matter what position you're put in, even if it seems impossible, you're going to find a way to get through it. Yeah. Somehow I, I like to say, you know, um, if they close a door, like, a, you know, open a window. 
So yes, there. If you can find a window, oftentimes there's something if you're just looking, right? Right, right. It's and it's not always the answer is not always right in front of your eyes. So you really like have to look. Um, but you that's do. the key, right? You really have to keep moving and looking for for the next thing. That's right. That perseverance. Very admirable of you, Atara. It's very oh. nice to get to know the person oh, behind the Curly Girly Movement and Curly Girly Book series. And we are so excited about the debut of your second book, Curly Girly's Got Talent. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm really excited that it's coming out now. I'm sorry to all my fans that it took um, a little bit long because people have been asking me about it for so long. They have. Um, yeah, but I really, you know, I have so much going on and I wanted to get it right. And I think that with this next book, we really are forging into a, a new territory for Curly Girly that's going to be great. So I'm really excited to see the reaction and, and to um, get it everywhere. Absolutely. Uh, good things come to those who wait. And <laughs> <Right. laughs> and yet, let's just say that my son is more excited than anyone, even than Curly Girly herself. <laughs> I love that. See? He has gotten everyone on the on the school bus talking about this book. It's the cutest thing ever. <laughs> you know, his, his screenshot on his computer in school is of Curly Girly books. Oh. It's so cute. <laughs> what a great sport, you see? And the family that supports together stays together. <laughs> together. So I love that. Love that. Love that. Well, Grace, it's always great talking with you because, first of all, you ask the best questions. Oh. I'm going to turn the tables on you now oh. and ask you questions. So I hope mine are going to be as good as yours. Oh, you are so, you're, too, you're too, too kind. And, you know, I know our audience has been looking forward to just hearing from you. I get to interview a lot of inspiring people with you, Atara, on our podcast. Yes. Podcast and also uh, with my website, The Baby Spot. Um, but you are equally as inspiring. And I'm glad that we got to put you on the spot today and get to know you a bit better. Yes. Well, thank you for having me, Grace. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. I'm this was great. I'm happy to have you on our podcast. <laughs> so. it, was, it was truly a lot of fun. So thank you so much, audience, for listening. Um, excited for everyone to get the, the book. Yes. If you don't have the first book, you must buy it with the second book so that it <gasps> yes. all comes together. <laughs> it does. And it's just such a fun series that's going to empower both yourself and your children. So true. So true. So thank you. And thanks to our audience for listening. Bye for now. Bye for now.